Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Box Set Pod on a... Uh, this week brought to you by... It's too damn hot. It's a, it's a very hot day in Manchester and I presume the UK... And it's just unpleasant. It's just unpleasant. Oh, there's somebody oh. going past, having a beep. There we Everybody's go. Everybody's angry. A lot of angry Everyone. drivers out there. Everyone. That's a good name for a sitcom, actually. It's I, too damn hot. I think that's been used before, but... Has it? Angry drivers could Who, be... Was that someone shouting as well? It's a child. Um, oh. I'm hoping the child wasn't hit by the car. Uh, let's go. So this week on the podcast, uh, let's explain something. Last week I couldn't do, this week, uh, next week Jamie can't do, and this week has to be a short one because again I've got to get off. We're recording it at a slightly different time, and what it means is uh, it's very difficult to get our guests on. Yeah, um, and it might just be me and Jamie, so I do apologise for that. Straight, it's, been a, that. it's been a while since we've done it old school. It is, it is. Uh, Chris Allen wants to know what we did with Matt. Yeah, Matt's been away on business, and he says away on business. I think it might be prison. Matt's been doing that, uh, but he will be back sh- soon. He also sent uh, an email with his views on tonight's discussion, which is oh, going to be about transparent, um, which we'll get to in a bit. Uh, but it really is very hot today. It's going to affect the whole podcast. I think I might pass out within the first 20 minutes. So look out for that. I bet you're wishing you bought an air conditioning unit like me, Jamie. Yeah, I actually, uh, for the first time in my life, I envied your bedroom, Howell. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I bet it was lovely in there last night. I'll tell you what the problem is. When it reaches the temperature you want, like 16 degrees, it shuts off and it's very noisy. Uh, so you can't you can't actually <laughs> leave it on all night. Oh, so okay. I feel better now. Now put it on for a couple of hours before bed, but then like in the middle of the night, the rest of the air from the, from the loft has come down and... Uh, it's like the whole house has cooked you up a treat again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's so it's a lot of sweaty nights at the moment. Yep. Of, and, I, and apparently I'm a, I'm an extremely heavy snorer these days. Um, so my wife... I keep, I keep waking up in the morning and my wife will just be bolted upright, just giving me this impression yeah. of... Holding this, a knife. This, the, yeah, just giving me evils and looking at me like I've... I've just just killed a baby kitten, yeah. and it's uh, it's not fur because I can't control it. I've tra- actually tried using snore sprays from Boots the Chemist. I've got the same problem. My wife is the same problem. She wears earplugs when she's in bed with me now. And oh, that's a good idea. Sometimes yeah. that doesn't even stop the deep bass <laughs> rumbling. Oh, dear. The things yeah. women have suffered at the hands of men throughout history, yeah. and this is just the tip of the iceberg. Oh. 
Um, so anyway, uh, we haven't got a chart this week either. Have you got news for us, Jamie? I have. I just want to talk about what I've been watching this week very briefly. Um, Line of Duty. Have you watched Line of Duty? It's BBC One thing, but it's currently the first two series are on Netflix. Yeah. British cop show. Have you heard of it? Um, yeah, yeah. I've j- my dad keeps banging on about it. And it so is, yeah. I've just started watching the first two series. We're on to the second series on Netflix. Oh, right. You started as well. Like, the, the main guy in it is... Yeah. I, I knew immediately, as soon as I saw him, I said, this guy is putting on a Cockney accent and he's really Scottish. Really? I said that to my wife. I said, no way is he actually Cockney. I guarantee he's Scottish. And I then Wikipedia'd him, and he is actually Scottish. You're joking. He's just doing a rather average kind of... Uh, I don't. But his voice bothers me in the show. That's well, the one thing about the show that bothers me is his voice. I think his name is uh, Martin Compton or something like that. And which one is he, the young one? He's the young one, the main like yeah. Uh, guy, yeah, the younger pretty boy cop. I call it, I call that show Sarge. That's what yeah. I call it. <laughs> Are we going to watch Sarge? And generally, I don't like things that take themselves that seriously. And it is, it is like yeah. the bill at the moment. Like people are going on so much about this latest series, so it must be phenomenal. The last series, I imagined. Uh, so I'm holding out for it to get really good. And, yeah, and they're I've, all right, you know, the first series it's is all been right. good. I think the, the second season's uh, even better, really. It's a very cleverly worked, complicated plot. The problem with I found with series one and two is that the finale is disappointing because they've built up... It's hard to bring all the pieces together without having yeah, a yeah. slightly annoying ending and that's what i found with it but i've also been really compelled it's, it's really compelling viewing as in you have to watch every episode uh, so i do give it credit for that but i agree it is a little bit uh standard wise a bit lower than well also you know, they, the they top just top quality they just talk in like <sighs> what is there about this world to like you know the characters nobody's having a good time it's like eastenders and they all talk in this stupid testosterone ridden environment like who do you think you are talk to your yeah. superior properly sarge i want to work for you sarge and what do you think you're going to do when you work for me? I think I'm going to work really hard for you, Sarge. Are you, though? Are you going to work for me? It's like there's so many rhetorical questions mm, just yeah. constantly that I can't help but laugh at it. It, it makes me laugh. But I do think that uh, what's got one of my favourite actresses in it, Vicky McClure, she's also from This Is England. Is she in Our Friends in the North as well? She might have been how she's the short-haired police officer oh, that works okay, with not, it. Right, not who I'm thinking of. All uh, right. Well, she's brilliant. I think she's a really good actress. Like she's brilliant in This Is England, yeah. uh, and I, I really, I, I really like her. I think she's got a real really like intensity about and her performances. Yeah, she gets to go, Sarge, like that. Do you have? Um, have you ever watched Our Friends in the North, starring Daniel Craig and her and Mark? No, I've not. Never what? I never watched it. It was like when we were teenagers that came out, and it was Daniel Craig and her and Christopher yeah, Eccleston. Eccleston, David a, Morrissey, I think, was yeah. in it. It had an amazing cast. It's a, it, all I remember at the time is how phenomenal it was. Yeah. So you know, 
get on it. That's a classic oh, box French. set that really is probably worth. worth yeah, the cast. I mean, Mark Strong was in it. It's yeah, yeah it's a great yeah. cast. When you go through some of the names, there, Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, um, and her, that woman that I'm talking about. I don't know. If she was in it. I mean, usually how no, no, no. The, the, the other woman, of, Jackie. You're thinking of the ba- the woman in it, Gina McKee, the woman who's having an Jackie. affair with him. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. I know what you're thinking of. I know who I'm thinking of. I knew all along. Um, so, 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 that's... So let me get back to the news. Yes. After, also, sorry, should cut in again, segue to Game of Thrones very quickly. Been uh, Latest episode's been watched and enjoyed... Uh, are you up to date with the latest episodes of Game of Thrones? Yes, Arnold? yes, thoroughly enjoyed it. There's talk that uh, I think we mentioned some previous parts that the next series will be a shorter series, uh, but that actually oh. brings me uh, onto the news. Actually, if you go to the box set slash news, first of all, there's a trailer, teaser trailer for season three of Bojack Horseman, and it will be out 22nd of July, a bit of a wait still. Did you watch Bojack Howell? No. It's one of those shows, like, I tried. teaser. You tried. How far did you get in? Oh, five minutes. Tell me, five minutes? Yeah. Oh, man, that isn't, that isn't fair, Howell. Well, it was more of a lazy kind of browsing Netflix type thing. So. You know, it's, it's a theme tune. is brilliant, actually. The whole, th- we, the theme for it and the starting sequence is really, really good, and I always enjoyed it. But um, Bojack, yeah, it's really good. It's not actually massively funny like it has some really funny moments in it but what's interesting is from the teaser trailer if anyone wants to go and have a watch of it it's it plays out this teaser of uh, the, the, a show with an empathic portrayal of, of depression and it plays it out like it's, it's it's promoting a drama with all these serious deep issues which essentially is what Bojack Horseman covers it's a horse going through some form of depression and nice. That's the thing with it. It's like when you first start watching it, because it's an animated show, you expect it to be all about stupid humour and uh, about the comedy of these animals that can talk. It's crazy. But it's actually about uh, some very serious topics of homelessness and depression, mental illness and stuff like that. But it does it in a comic way. But also has there are episodes where they, it'll end on a very sad, dramatic scene. And you're like, oh, my God. I, I remember watching the first series and I was going, that didn't i didn't laugh why were they not trying to make me laugh in that episode and they weren't trying to make you laugh and that was kind of refreshing about me once you get used to the style of it being a very dramatic comedy and it actually links well to transparent because it's very similarly uh, in that kind of pushing through sort of that middle genre of dramedy i guess okay and it's re- it's really good actually it's worth a watch and uh, v- great voice cast including um uh, the brilliant um, Joe Bluth, or uh, what's he called? Will Arnett as the horse oh, yeah. himself. I've been but carrying on to... with um, uh, Rested Development, by the way, as well. Really? Yeah. You this... started to love it now. Yeah, this might be a good time to interject with an email from Chris Allen um, on the subject of flowers, which is also a comedy about depression. Um, yeah. I'm enjoying the podcast, listen to the flowers while on my way to Liverpool today. It was nice to get name checked, even though I hadn't contacted you. Fame at last. I thought, what? I thought we had. Um, you seem to challenge me over flowers. I must admit that I watched four episodes and let it slide. I'm going to go back and complete it because you said it was so freaking great. <sighs> at, the, at the time flowers came out, the BBC uh, Sky had another dark comedy, which I thought was unmissable. Okay, uh, flowers came out on Channel 4, but Sky had another dark comedy. Did you happen see julia davis series camping it's oh no but I, yeah julia davis she's i think she's married to um julian barrett 
they have a baby right. together at the very least. Well, there's a link. But yeah, she does. Some, she does some great dark comedies. Steve Pemberton, Vicky Pepperdine were in it as well, and some other great actors. It was dark in a different way. Comedy of embarrassment, story of doomed camping holiday, cringe making. Uh, the owner of the campsite was like something from the League of Gentlemen. I've no idea if it's still available, but would urge to track you down. He goes on about transparent then, so we can we can come back to that. But he also sent another email when we were off last week saying, "What have you, what have you done with Matt?" Um, following your praise for flowers i banged on the last two episodes and i'm really pleased that i did maybe the season uh, it was shown in maybe the reason it was shown in a condensed block is because it was only truly worked as complete piece up to episode five five i thought it was just okay possibly a little too quirky for its own good but in episode five you get shun's backstory and it all starts to converge into something bigger this is one of those times when the whole is definitely more than just the sum of its yes, parts yes absolutely I enjoyed it. Thanks. Um, That's a very did, good review. Did you, did you watch uh, the rest of no, it? No, I've not got back to it. Uh, Jesus. I am going to, though. You I never finished the job. You never finished the job. <laughs> I'm going to, but... Chuck, I... watched any more? No, how? So it's just I'm, gone, is it? You know, I tell gone. you why, I'm watching Peaky Blinders. So many promises. <laughs> wow. You listen to friggin' Jack, will you? <laughs> Chuck, I this I'm, is I'm perfect. Going to go back to all these things. This is this is a perfect evening for Chuck to get back on. You know, mm. when it's so hot that you don't want anything taxi. You don't want Sarge on a night like this. Mm, you want true. you want something fun. Get it on. Mm. Um, but finish flowers before it disappears. Yeah. You idiot. Very good point. I'll get on it, Howell. Uh, I, I, I genuinely do want to as well. I'm not putting it off. It's just that mm. it's kind of like getting um, uh, me and my wife to watch it at the same time because she's liking it as well but she's been busy so I'm going to get on him all the news now yep. uh, Walking Dead creator uh, goes by the name of um, what's it called Robert Kirkman he has had a pop at George R. R. Martin the creative <laughs> game these are the two biggest shows I think currently in the world of TV yeah and uh, in an interview that uh, Robert Kirkman gave with Rolling Stone magazine, he started talking about, uh, does he know how the story for The Walking Dead will end? And he said he does. He knows how it ends. And then he started getting into this topic of George R.R. R. Martin revealing the Game of Thrones story end to the showrunners of the show. He said he would never tell The Walking Dead uh, showrunners how the show will actually end oh. he's the only one who knows and he said he was disappointed in George R. R. Martin for doing that he should have been just like F you you make it up now I'll get to mine when I'm ready so oh. he was very disappointed that was an interesting this is an interesting point really like does it does the show have to match the entire with accuracy the the, the novels like now that they're at a point where George R. R. Martin should have had the, the, the latest book out in Chris, at Christmas time, mm. and it's still not out. And even if he gets that one out, the show's still going to be too far ahead. So I think do, there's things to be annoyed about in the world, and there's things that really aren't worth getting annoyed about. I mean, the showrunners need... A st- if I was the writer, I don't think George R. R. Martin wanted... I mean, he wanted to give it up, so let him give it up. What's the problem with it? If you're a showrunner, you need a you need a template. You need to know roughly where you're heading with something. And uh, it's nice if they can follow the same-ish route, doesn't it? Or is he perhaps implying underneath that George R. R. Martin is 
a little bit more um, fly by night, seat your pants, black artist, bullshitter. Is that what he's implying, that he's somehow a lesser writer? I don't know. I think he has a lot of respect for, for George, uh, but I, I think that he's just very precious about his story, which is the comic book, mm. and doesn't believe necessarily that the TV show... And I don't think the TV show has followed his comic book completely accurately, and I don't think he really cares about that, yeah. although he's happy for the show's doing well because it's obviously giving him a lot of cash and he's involved in the process to an extent. Yeah. But I think his baby is very much... He doesn't want anybody else to know how his baby's going to end up, and he doesn't yeah. want... <laughs> it feels he like he's saying it... to George R. R. Martin, uh, you are about the cash. That's what that's what this feels like. It's like come it on, may man. well be. And I imagine George R. R. Martin sat there naked, surrounded by um, like nymphs, um, dressed Ugh. in dressed in weird uh, medieval outfits, smoking a cigar, going, "I I don't care about. I, I, give me the cash. Just give me the cash." Get, yeah, but I mean, but the, but this is the thing. Like, is anybody like? There's no doubt that. The books, the TV show will have finished, and the ending will have been revealed hmm. before the book comes out. So, will any will anybody will anybody be really bothered with reading his books hmm. after the TV show's finished? I mean, I'm sure there'll be some diehard fans, but you know, a lot of people talk about how the books get extremely hard to read as you get further and further into them. And you know, he started them. He started writing these books back in 1996. Wow! I mean, it's been 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. God, jeez. I mean, I, I don't. I've never written anything that you know, a book or anything. But you know, just put, you know, put the hours in. Just you know, get it done. It's get just, it out there. Well, Bash it out. Well, he's uh, if, if, really criticising him. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, he's you know, he's, got, he's he's clearly very happy with how things are going. But I do wonder if he. He gets frustrated watching... But it's a good example of what might happen if you were to spend 10 years actually working on something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'd be a, be a little bit more angry than him. But, I mean, yeah... The... He might be as rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's your news anyway. Good. Uh, uh, that's all the news done. Time for transparent, or is it transparent? because, and I've only watched the first two episodes, so I'm the guinea pig. Jamie's watched more. Um, as far as I can see, the story is about a man who lives in L.A. with uh, his children, or his children have left home now, but they're all around. Um, he, His wife is either dead or got divorced. I uh, can't remember. Which is it? His wife is alive, but he's divorced from her. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. And... And he has decided that he, it is time for him to become the woman that he has always meant, he was always meant to be, and that he's locked away for many years his desire to be a woman. And so he is trying to tell his children, he calls his children round for dinner, tries to tell them that he is now going to be of the transgender, um, uh, the, the, uh, option yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be transgender and uh, and wear dresses and yeah. um and he can't pluck up the courage he goes to a group to talk about it similar to alcoholics anonymous i suppose you'd recognize it as but it's for a group of people sharing their experiences who are trans and um he can't pluck up the courage to do it and at the end i think of episode one he walks in well, he's one of his children 
see by the fact that he's wearing a dress that he is uh, transgender. And that is that. Um, so you've watched the first episode, yeah? I've watched the first and I think we watched the second as well. Yeah. Oh, man, That's okay, why I'm getting yeah. a little bit cautious over what I say. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a show on Amazon Prime. Yes. Written and created by Jill Soloway, who has worked on stuff such as Six Feet Under, but this is very much uh, her first really big sort of piece of work on her own. And it's got an incredible cast. Jeffrey Tambor, who's just a legendary mm. TV comedian. Who I always comedian. thought was ripped on. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you did, yeah. didn't you? Yeah. Uh, it's also got some really good other actors, such as uh, Jay Duplass as one of his sons, Gabby Hoffman. Uh, and also, uh, you'll you'll like the fact that, guess what, Howell? Guess who's in the show? Bradley Whitford, oh, a.k.a. Josh, Josh Lyman. Lyman's in it. Yeah. Now, there's a reason to carry on. You've got a big selling job on your hands tonight because I bought yeah. my Amazon Prime membership. I watched two episodes, and then I, and then I cancelled my Amazon Prime membership before the 14 days was up so this is a potentially very expensive thing Um, I'm aware that people love this show I'm aware that our algorithm department Ben loves this show Um, here's Matt Wandless has emailed us his comments as if we care shall I read them out read them okay If you feel so inclined, here's my prepared statement about Transparent. Uh, I think it is possibly the best show I've watched since I saw Mad Men. Wow. Bold statement. I think the performance is uniformly brilliant. That means every performance is brilliant. And (laughs) And the premise is at once hilarious, thought provoking, genuinely interesting and touching. Um, okay, so I'll take note with that straight away. Um, I, uh, there is a point in the, f- in the first episode where he says in his group of other trans people, he says, how did I bring up a bunch of kids who are so selfish? Mm, yeah. And it reminded me, it, it struck hard because I think that generation, the baby boomers probably do think that about us. My dad certainly probably thinks it about mm. me and Sarah getting married in Vegas and making everyone travel there, you know? Yeah. And I think there's a generational thing there. However, at the same time, I found that everything he did was all about him. In the group, it was always his conversation. If he's chatting to somebody afterwards, it's all about him and he never asks mm. about them. I found him to be monumentally selfish as well and Mm. I I, as a result I wouldn't say and I didn't laugh out loud so I would disagree with Matt on hilarious it's thought provoking it is genuinely interesting but I wouldn't say touching at this point so I wouldn't say that the premise immediately are all of those things, uh, which is why we need to know what it's like to watch more, I suppose. Matt also says, the Pfeffermans are such a wonderfully disjointed bunch of misfits. That's the family. And the and the only on-screen family, with the possible exception of Six Feet Under the Fishes, I can think of that really captures the shorthand and familiarity that exists in a family unit. That's a good point. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm. Um 
there's a scene in season two where the three siblings are just sitting and chatting and reminiscing and it's perfect you believe them so utterly and I think it's one of the most difficult relationships to portray convincingly I believe some of it was improvised though I might be wrong about that it certainly has the feel of improvisation yes it was it was it was workshopped it's uh, workshopped a lot which is there's a whole other story behind that which Ben has told me all about and it's it's very fascinating Um, I love that it delves into society's sexual underbelly and that it unashamedly celebrates female promiscuity without aggrandizing it in the way that girls were sometimes guilty of does girls um, aggrandize promiscuity um, I, I never thought about that aspect of things but he okay. might have a point he does. Um, it is breathlessly funny breathlessly funny Matt I fully had control of my breath for the first two episodes I'm sorry um, the writing is sensationally good yeah, it was all right. And it manages to have 30-minute episodes without feeling lightweight. Wow, that's a really good point. If you'd have asked me how long the first episode was, I would have said 45 to an hour. So, yes, you're absolutely right. It's it's dense without um, feeling... You know, it's dense in 30 minutes. I love it, and if anyone doesn't, I will personally fight them with sticks. Okay, that's Matt's opinion. Jack, our work experience boy, has gagged in as well. He Mm -hmm. says... um, Oh, this is great news. We talked about flowers last week. Yeah. Jack hated it. Um, I'm afraid I'm at work, so I can't talk. Uh, Plus, I've not watched Transparent. However, through gritted teeth, how will I have to say I watched all of flowers, and I think it drastically improved towards the end. Even became became quite emotional. Glad I carried on. It's gone from a 3.5 out of 10 to at least an 8.75 out of 10. You can quote me on that, he says. Quoted. Well done. So there's all Matt's and, uh, opinions on Jackson Flowers. Back to Transparent. I am not f- forced on to watch anymore because I find it very much of an L.A. world. I, I find the whole world of self-help, um, whilst I think it's very useful to individuals, I kind of feel like as the generation that was brought up on Dawson's Creek, and I'm not comparing it to Dawson's Creek, but as the generation that was brought up on introspection and thinking Mm. about ourselves, I kind of look at all these people initially and I go, why should I give a shit? Even he is, you know, quite a wealthy ex-professor who's just living his life the way he wants to live his life. So let him get Mm. on with it. Why do I need to watch it? Yeah. And it's not making Um, me laugh enough. Um, Yeah, I do take, uh, you know... it's bloody well made and I think the workshop approach and all that great it's um, I don't think it's that funny like I I don't I think there are funny moments in it but I don't think I laughed massive amount when I watched it but that's not big shout out to Matt Wandless who is shouting at his uh, (laughs) audio device right now that's not even like an issue though because I don't treat it a great deal like a comedy and I don't, I'm not watching it. When I watch it, I'm not even watching it to laugh. Like, if it makes me laugh, that's great, but it doesn't, I'm not watching it to be massively entertained in that way. Cause it's so no. much like it's quite, it's quite sad. It's quite sad. Like, I think the theme tune's brilliant. Like, for me, the theme tune kind of sums up the whole show. It's kind of like that melancholy nostalgia about the, 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 the uh, theme tune that's like really kind of, wonderful and it kind of like and it sets the tone for the show in a lot of ways well I think Matt's point about the second series having the the scene of 
um, nostalgia. I, I would say the scenes like that in the first episode, even I think it is very nostalgic. Yeah, and I, and I think that I mean I have I have issues with it. Like I have I don't like any of the these character the the the, the family siblings. Mm. The, the the son and the two daughters I don't like them a great deal mm-hmm. uh, I do think that the main guy Jeffrey Tambor his journey is interesting I know you said he, he seems quite selfish and and mm-hmm. why should you care about him well you do kind of you find out more you more into his story you see his relationship develop with his other his other his, his other sort of kids and with his ex wife and you kind of understand a bit more of the pressures and and the journey he took it goes back and looks at him through time and when he started to begin to explore his other identity mm-hmm. and there's a really great episode near the end of the season one that's like quite sat right really quite moving actually like and genuinely gets that was one of the episodes that really got me like it has poignant moments in it that really capture what it what it must be like like i think what it does really well this show is if you did identify yourself as a woman and you had a family and you had to tell them this is exactly what it probably would be like in a lot mm. of ways except your family aren't as big a dicks as these guys are mm. and that's what it does so well so i'm watching it for for the reason that I'm going, I can't believe you know it's uh, this is a, a really tough thing to go through. It's an amazing to see. I feel like Jill Soloway, who wrote it, must have an experience that's related to this because so it feels so real. Like I said, the performances are very mm-hmm. honest and really well put together. It feels very real, and it really captures. I imagine what it must be like going through that experience, and that's why I've stuck with it. But I have to say, I, wa- uh, I, I watched episode one of season two, and uh, yeah, I, I'm not. I've stopped watching it like that. Was, I watched the first episode, and two months later, I've not carried on, and yeah. I should do because I'm not. I don't not like it, but something's holding me back, and I think a lot. A lot of it is that nine nine out of, well ninety percent of the characters in it, I don't really like them. And I do like Jeffrey Tambor's character and his role and a few of the other ones. And uh, Catherine Hahn, who's a brilliant comedic actress, plays a really good role in it as well. But, yeah, I found it it is hard to stick with something when you're constantly grappling with the characters mm. you don't like in it. Matt and Ben, right? Um, and they will come back on this, I'm absolutely oh, yeah. sure. Um Matt and Ben are uh, very well respected and very smart people who work in terms of, in Matt's term he's a big theatre fan and in Ben's term he's a big term, in terms of Ben he's a big film guy and they're both interested in the processes related to those things and I can see why for them they would absolutely love it immediately because the process, you know, the way it's made is brilliant both in terms of the filming and in terms of the performing and that stuff's fascinating. For me, there's... I suppose my question is this. For me to carry on, I would need to know that the point of this is looking at the selfishness because that's the thing that annoys me. Initially. Oh, absolutely, yeah. No, it, it totally looks at these uh, these people and you, 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 it looks at them from the perspective of these people are very much self-obsessed and self-absorbed and completely unaware of like the enormity of what the the father's going through, yeah. and not that he's not 
capable of also that low because he's his kid so he's he has got a little bit of that in himself but well like me mentioning yeah. about my dad's my dad's uh, you know view on uh, me and my wedding probably um you know it's immediately made me think about am i a selfish person have i got a selfish generation maybe i am uh so so maybe it is there to reflect on us and i'm going to get lots out of it and stuff it's just not it's not mm. uh, burning me to go and uh, spend 80 quid on amazon prime that's the that's the yeah. ish at the moment yeah i know what you mean and, and it's interesting that matt brought up girls because i think it does share a it's, it's at least a very close kind of closely related show in some ways to girls and i remember i watched a, a round table with uh, the writer jill soloway on it and she was saying when she first saw uh, an episode of girls she was furious like she actually felt angry and, and annoyed and pissed off that she wasn't doing what she, she <laughs> should she was like i should be making shows like this well it's interesting and, that hers is this is in la and that yeah. one's in new york and they feel very like those yeah. cities, don't they the girls feels much more oppressive and cramped and humid and and uh this this one feels much more it, it feels like california is a big part of this as well you know yeah the, the and, sort and of I, california smoothie drinking f- f- uh, hippie lifestyle yeah. comes into well, it yeah exactly like it's like the opposite end of the spectrum but the they're almost mirror images in like terms of like the characters are, are the the the, the both so many selfish characters so many unsympathetic characters in the show and there is a lot of um humor that comes from that as well more so in girls really than transparent like and that's probably why girls is easier to get into as a show and 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 enjoy uh, than this one is but it is worth it and it is an interesting journey to go on um and and Jeffrey Tambor is amazing in it. Like he's just brilliant, and uh, he, he's won won countless awards for it. It's worth sticking with, and there is some really moving stuff in there if you stick with it. But yeah, you have to stick with it, and you have to go through that period of, you know, who cares about these people in their lives? Yeah. So. Okay, good. Uh, well, your thoughts, please. I'm sure uh, Matt will have something to say about that when we're back in a couple of weeks. Do apologise for the week off next week. We're getting into summer, and then I'm going to be away in July for a couple of weeks. But I promise we'll we'll make it up to you. If you've got any thoughts, email them to studio at theboxsetpod.com. That's studio at theboxsetpod.com. I'm not sold on continuing yet. I've got a feeling we'll have transparent part two at some point yeah I think I think we need to get the passionate people about it because I'm not passionate about it and that's the thing well there we go that's that damp squib done (laughs) thank you very much see you next time thank you right see you in two weeks yeah uh... yeah okay alright alright see you then see you later Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.